Hello and welcome to this episode 24 of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name's Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack and I'm recording this on Thursday the 16th of March 2017. This week I'm speaking to Peter Lundgren who is the founder of T-Post which is the magazine that is printed on a t-shirt. He was speaking at the Edge conference in Munich last weekend and so I recorded this with him uh, back at the conference. You'll notice there's a little bit of nervous laughter from us both at the beginning. Um, We're both a little bit hungover in the recording of this but you totally couldn't tell from Peter. He's so energetic and enthusiastic um, so even if I'm starting to uh, slow down a little by the end he totally carries us through. I was really interested to hear Peter speak about the way that marketing has really changed. He's been doing this for 13 years now and the ways in which actually getting the word out about his products has has changed over that time and the ways that he goes about actually keeping on finding new readers and, and new people to come through. This is one of those magazines that I have been aware of for a very long time. I've actually got a a few copies uh, which I wear every now and then. So it was a real pleasure to meet up with him and to record this episode of the podcast. Right, so I'm here with Peter Lundgren, the editor and founder of T-Post magazine. How are you doing, Peter? Yeah, that's good. Travel really good. <laughs> uh, and T Post is a unique magazine. There's something very special about it. Can you tell anyone who's not seen it before what's going on? Well, it's it's sort of a weird project, but but it is something. It, it it's a magazine. We 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 combined uh, the traditional magazine with a T-shirt. So what we do is every month we write a new story. We print that on the inside of the t-shirt and then we have illustrators to interpret that story and we print that as like a ball graphic on on the front. So that's what we do and we do a new issue every month and we send that out to subscribers. Uh Uh-huh. So the, and and you sell mainly to subscribers rather than in shops? Yeah, yeah. It's subscription thing has been, since day one, it's been over 13 years now. So since day one, we've been a subscription service. We have an odd number of of t-shirts on the site, like back issues that you could buy. But like the main thing is the subscription. Yeah. And so you're you're printing uh, like a graphic on the front. Is it the... Like, I guess, do you think first of the story or do you think first of the graphic? Well, it, it depends. Because usually I have a bunch of like uh, topics for stories that I have in my head. And since we like we do one story on each issue, so it's 12 stories a year, it's not that much. So I have a bunch of stories in my head and usually I always get inspiration for different graphics and stuff. So I start to combine them and I kind of map it out. So it's it's hard really to tell where it begins and where it ends, but usually it kind of begins with the story. And it's so nice that if you're mainly selling through subscription, you don't need to worry about are people going to buy this one? Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You, it gives you that latitude to really go ex- exactly where you want with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and two, it's quite... Because since the beginning, like, the, the main 
and this project was all about fun. We never thought it'd actually work. So, so after after a while, we just we just kept going. And so, tell, tell us how it started. How did it begin? Well, I had an ad agency at the time together with another guy. Uh, we had about like nine, ten employees there. So we had an idea at the agency that to be our best creative, and uh, like you always need to refuel. Because usually when you work with clients, you have a strict brief and you go towards that. Uh, so so all the all the employees at, at, at the agency, they only work 75%. Mm-hmm. So everyone had 25% on own creative work. And it, and that was on, on business hours. So, so they, they had those uh, those hours to do that. And, and there were no boundaries. You could do whatever you want. Didn't have to make money at all. It obviously couldn't cost too much. But... but T-Post was one of those things that, that came out of that. And back in 2004, when we came up with the subject, like this project, it, it, there was a lot of talk about the print is dead. Everything going digital and, and, and all the printed media was freaking out. So we just started toying around with the idea of if, if mag, like the traditional magazine could be given new life if combined with something completely different. So, so that's where it started. So we just started almost like just like a memory game you just have could you combine it to a, a backpack or could you combine it to a, I don't know whatever and and usually you came up with nothing but once we started toying around with the idea of combining it with a t-shirt something happened because uh, we realized that it would bring the story very visual you would wear it and you could also like if you knew the story you could talk about it so so that's kind of where it landed stack actually started as um well i I guess the one of my sources of inspiration in the first place was this t-shirt company that i mean i think they don't exist anymore but they sent out a different t-shirt uh, every month and it was like a limited edition and like you know you didn't know what was going to come next mm. but you, you loved this thing mm. so there's something that like there's something in the medium I think that is just similar straight away like yeah. the, it, in the way that you know a magazine can help you express yourself yeah. and a t-shirt can help you express yeah. yourself yeah 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 no it's quite similar and then and then like we always thought like it's it's weird when we, it's always when you when you start a business, you can start from one point and say, "Hey, how how can I make money?" And where where's it, where's a gap here in the market? Can I find that gap? But if you do it another way, you come you come from the heart and you and you might find something that's unique and not in the purpose of making money, and that's maybe why it works because people kind of tend to to relate to that. Yeah. But then the danger with starting it that way is what if it doesn't make money and what if you can't do it anymore? Exactly. <laughs> and that, that was like, we were really fortunate since we had the agency. We could start it up there as like a fun project just to try it out because we did that for the first two years. We had it there and we kind of just forced it on people that we knew. And then just, just something for the creatives and designers to do when we weren't work, working with clients. But the danger with that is because it's a bit too comfortable yeah. It's a bit too easy. No yeah. one's paying their bills on this thing. So oh. it can just kind of chug along. Yeah. So obviously something happened at some point where you yes. decided to change that. Yeah. Yeah. After two years, I kind of like I always thought I found myself spending more time on Tipos than the actual agency. <laughs> <laughs> so that so was the one 25% thing. thing wasn't really working. It wasn't working for me. <laughs> so I realized that, OK, I, I, I should give this a go. 
because I liked it so much and I think like if I really wanted to work it might work so so I kind of did it I didn't really had too big of a plan I realized that I had some money saved up and I had about six months to get it from where we were just maybe like 200 subscribers and I realized uh, with my quite limited math skills that I needed about a thousand uh, subscribers to to have like an office and all uh, like a modest wage and stuff uh, so I had six months um, so I kind of left my 50% to my partner and say okay I'll I, I could you could have this but if I if I can go on trying to get T-Post to work uh-huh and so how do you go about making that happen well uh, I started like as everything I've realized over the years that starting a business is 85% timing if you if you come in with a product that's interesting and you you find the right timing it, it will fly I didn't knew I didn't know at the time that that was what what it was but what I did when I started up I, I I put together like a press release and I sent it out to all the magazine I can find and it kind of caught caught fire there they picked it up because we, there was still a lot of talk about uh, the print is dead and, and all that stuff. So all the media was sitting like, okay, here's a quirky solution to our problem. And they loved writing about that. And also at the time, there was like in fashion to, to subscribe to stuff. It just started popping up just around that, that the same time. You could subscribe to, to bags. You could subscribe to really a lot of weird stuff and this is like 10 years ago or something yeah, now. yeah 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 it's about 10 yeah so so we really <laughs> hit the timing right and two in in a time where facebook were really starting up and and people still loved to use it like liking stuff sharing stuff talking about stuff not with all the trolls and stuff people <laughs> were positive on there so you could actually kind because of, i kind of built my whole business sending out press releases uh, having people share it on facebook and so, and it sounds like you feel like that's not the case anymore oh not at all like uh, it's 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 getting harder every day because like all there's so many people uh wanting wanting to do e-commerce and 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 everyone is 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 competing for your attention and you only got one computer screen so everyone is trying to scream out of that at the same time and it's really hard and what's happened within the e-commerce is that people okay if we lower the prices if we have free shipping worldwide that's one edge but that doesn't work anymore that's mandatory you need to have that okay and then we start okay it's 20% off and then that that doesn't work and it's 30 and then it's 50 and then you start hey you get the first one free so I don't know where it's gonna end but it's not it's a slippery slope and it, I mean the, the, you can't run a business that way you can't no. just keep cutting no. the costs <gasps> Um, I'm fortunate because I have a subscription form so so like I only if, if I have a campaign I say okay you can try one for free but right. then you're around to pay yeah so that's a good form but the problem is like for regular stores because they're competing on like their margin is just shrinking uh, every day so I don't know where it's gonna end up but also like the uh, all, all the users and all the people using social media, they, they also, if we're too aggressive with all the advertising, you, something else happens. Yeah. You start to block it. Yeah. And you realize that everything that looks 
tiny like even the tiniest thing similar to an ad you would just block it you wouldn't see it yeah so now you need to find new ways and that's the problem and this is the difference as well to facebook in those early days when because i remember um you know we we were building a little thing on facebook with like people following us and then facebook decided that uh, to reach your followers, you had to boost your post. Yes. And I, I just remember that overnight, that's completely changed again because it used to be yeah. there was a day when, yeah. if you followed Stack, yeah. every time we published something, it would you be would sent to your it. feed. Well, you might not yeah. see it, but it would be sent to your feed. Yeah. yeah. And that's changed now. Yeah. So, the, so actually, you, you have to yeah. buy the the time, buy the space. And that's totally like. Like that's the weirdest thing because I remember how Facebook used to tell all the people with pages you should promote this you should promote to get more followers on your page that's the goal that's and then from one night from one day to another they say okay we just took a decision that there's too many pages out there <laughs> they will clog up the feed for the users so you guys have to stand to the side yeah. and I'm going like okay what about all the money that I spent trying to build these audience now I have to pay to reach them again and you're not even like oh, you should be ashamed but you're not you're just like okay this, this is how it is now yeah yeah well the, this is the world that we live in yeah so living in this world now what's your approach how do you go about getting those customers well like we work a lot with collaborations and a lot with ambassadors like we're trying to this we we have an online presence and then we have an offline presence the offline presence is like where i see the future is going because like you always you need to mix those two uh, but if you have like a good good um uh, number of of good ambassadors that that really are backing you because you need people that's close enough to the brand that they will share it they will mm. like it and they will push it push it because mm. nowadays people don't you they they see it but they don't share it so if you have good ambassadors that can help you do that they can wear the shirts and you do big collaborations with other people that has huge followings and that's a way to reach a, bro- a broader audience and you do it with with uh, it's almost like they they're they're vouching for you because you take another one that has the respect of their audience already and say okay tipos is cool because we did this with them and that's the way i'm seeing things going forward yeah so you so you build bit by bit yeah. using other people's yes. networks that you've got yes there. yeah yeah and so what's been like the most successful ones for you in terms of doing that because yeah i mean a mag every month that's yeah. a that's a really yeah i mean you're busy, right? <laughs> well, not really. We only write one story. Oh, okay, okay. So right, it's not right. an entire mag. So, uh, but, but the collaboration that we did that I liked the most and was most successful it was one that's really close to home. I've, I've always wanted to do a, 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 an issue about Umeå, where I'm from, my hometown. So I always wanted to do kind of a love issue to say like, okay, because usually people, they have... A special place in their heart for where they're from so I wanted to do something about that so, so I started out trying to map out what I would write and it seemed corny however I, I would do it Sam seemed like okay I like Yumi because I, it just seemed weird so what I did was I uh, there's a there's a really good like uh, hip-hop collective in Yumi so I asked them say so if you guys could do a song there were like eight people that that are 
like uh, really good rappers. So, so if you if we could do a song where, where you're rapping one verse each about what you think is cool with Umeå, we'll do a song with that, and then that'll be the story because you'll be telling it. So we would release the song with the shirt. So we did. We released it, and and it really caught on. Like uh, I think we we're up for a gold record, and and there there's been almost like two million listenings on on Spotify. Two million. Um, I think it's one point eight or something. There are right not now. that many people in northern Sweden, right? We actually <laughs> at that year in 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 up in Umeå where I live, the, it was the most list, listened song of the whole year, and that are more than whatever Beyonce or whatever. That, that is, was it's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, I mean, I guess it's slightly frustrating thing for you is I imagine you didn't see any money as a result of that well (laughs) (laughs) no I didn't get any uh, royalties but I got a bunch of subscribers out of it because there was a lot of good talk about the shirt and and a lot of people tend to it and they wanted to buy it because when you bought obviously you could always listen to it on Spotify but they wanted the shirt and that would release it with too so that was a really good collaboration especially when you do a song and I I, I think they learned a lot with it because because when you do a song with like six to eight rappers, you have eight people promoting the same song with their own like fan base. That's why like it brought everything together, plus our our fan base too. So I think doing doing collaborations because usually when you see stuff, and I, I know that I see that every day, and you and people trying to approach you with stuff with new stuff, you wouldn't. You wouldn't give it a second of your time unless you have something that you that, that seems familiar or that you heard about. So I think that's a good way to go forward. Yeah, yeah. And the, you, you're also talking in your presentation yesterday about the the environmental um, impact yeah. of the shirts. Yeah. And so this is a big new thing that's coming up for you now. Well, it's always been like. A, a, Something that I always thought was not good about what what we did is really hard, and uh, we always had good like like uh, organic cotton and stuff in our shirts. But to me, it's really hard uh, to choose when you're buying garment in stores because that's the only thing that is. You could look for uh, organic cotton, and then if if that's that you think you're set but it's so much more to it maybe like I don't know it was five years back we started to do our own production we produce in India and we always tend to have have like really uh, like everything has as um, is, is done the right way and everything but still it's really hard for both consumers and myself to get what it ta- what it takes and where where the the dangers are in the production for the envir- environment and for the ethical aspect of it. So so with the people's waste management, I want to just divide it up instead of just focusing on organic cotton. I want to divide it up into five different areas to to look at like obviously the cotton farming, but the sewing and stitching, the bleaching, and and all those areas of it, it's just to get an idea of what. Where do we put in our effort? Because you might even don't you, you might even have not even have organic cotton, but it, oh, like as a whole, it'd be a better product if you do the other things good. 
And also too, because a lot of people say like, okay, they throw around numbers that nobody gets and say, okay, this is only this and that, and you can't compare it to anything. So I think it's important to, to, to try the best you can to see what's the average footprint that, that the garment industry are putting out mm-hmm. and how do this compare to that. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you might, it, it, it starts to get easier to see as a consumer where to put your effort in and, and what you're buying. And so is this going to be like a label that's on the t-shirts? Is it going to be like a part of the website? Or? Well, it's just just something to, to we toyed around with the idea just what is this going to be? This is something that Tipos does. So I just want to to make it, I just want to communicate it to our readers. And that's why I just came up with the Tipos Waste Management, just to just to show them that, okay, this is a project that we're doing actively. It's not a new label. It's just still what we do. And we've done the production, but we're just trying to get better at it. You need to make people aware that yes. that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to, and try to get people also to push... Uh, other garments I say okay could you tell me a bit more about this says organic condiment is there more to it yeah yeah excellent well good luck with that and with T-Post and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next thanks Okay, that's it for this week. I'd like to say thanks again to Peter for taking the time to share his hangover with me. Uh, I'm really interested in that stuff he was saying about taking the ethical and social and environmental decisions that he's making and and trying to make that stuff much more visible. That's something I think that a lot of print magazine publishers uh, are thinking about at the moment as well. And I'm sure that we're going to see more coming from that. Uh, sort of direction. We're going to have more episodes of the podcast coming from the Edge Conference. Um, So if you've enjoyed this one, then go to uh, SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and search Stack Magazines. You should find us in there. We probably won't have another Edge Conference episode for a couple of weeks because we've got a few other things coming up that I know I'm going to want to put out. But um, follow us and we will deliver the next episode straight to you as soon as it's ready. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again next week. Thank you.